0: Hey, welcome to Slashes and Spirits, a horror movie podcast. In this show, Kim and I take turns showing our favorites to AJ, who hated the genre until just recently. It's also tradition that we drink heavily throughout this process. I'm Erin.
1: I'm AJ. I'm Kim. I'm Molly. And welcome back.
0: <laughs> oh, yes! shit. I should also bring up that we have... We are joined by our designated driver, Molly. Hello. Who will be keeping us on track to some degree this episode. And also she's a fan of the movie we were watching this week. That's
2: so good. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need uh you're gonna need to help me defend this movie. Alright. I'll try.
2: The only thing is that <laughs> I didn't watch it with you guys, so the first memory I have of it is when I first watched it was this
0: almost a year ago now? Yeah, about. It was it was pre pandemic, but
2: Yeah. We'll see how it
0: goes. But huh? not not too pretty we, we we were in this apartment and that means something, right? Yeah. Alright, so um we're back from another two week gap and we're gonna enter another two week gap next time. Yeah. Uh meaning that our, our weekly meeting is a bit disrupted, so we kind of need to get back into the swing of things. Last time we recorded, we watched The Conjuring Three, The Devil made me do it. <sighs> the like the day it came out. Yeah. And since then, personally, I've seen a lot of either semi-positive reviews or people saying it's boring as all hell. And I had kind of a crisis where I was like, wow, was my drunk ass just angry that the movie wasn't, like, immediately entertaining? And I took a decent movie and ripped it apart. But I've really taken some time to think about it. And no, that movie was fucking boring. (laughs) That's the best I have to say for it. What about you guys? How have you guys
1: yeah i just think it was boring like i whenever i think about it i think about the whole movie and i think about how it just wasn't interesting really and it didn't wasn't like enticing and like the really the only strong part was the beginning and then it just fell apart
3: kim Kim? um i've watched that movie three times after that because all my friends wanted to watch it (laughs) whoa (laughs) whoa whoa what wait yeah wait you've seen that movie four times yeah i've had friends who've been wanting to watch it and like they know i like horror movies so i mean i'm a good friend so like i watched it with them Um, on three separate occasions what's it like having friends Great. (laughs) i'm
0: sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it's great actually
3: um (laughs) but yeah so i've seen it a couple times after and i mean i i still was bored um but, I mean, they loved it, which is the, the funny thing. Is like they, They've all, like, loved this movie or found it, like, creepy or had really great things to say about it. And, like, to, to all of them, I did say, like, I didn't like this movie, but we're going to watch it because you want to watch it. And they knew that I hated it, so they weren't surprised when I wasn't very, like, vocal. But they all loved it. So, I mean, I guess that has to say something, right? That my opinion didn't really I change, guess. change in the sense that, like... I'm not gonna sit here and vouch for it, but people like it, so <laughs> I don't know. I-, I think that's a
0: big thing that the fact that you've watched it multiple times since then, and that you're not a fan still.
3: Not really. Comparison uh, to I the know. other movies, I'm like, it's kind of, it's kind of lame. I mean, they agree that it's cheesy, but again, I don't know. Maybe. I- the scenes that they found really cool, I was like, I've seen that before. Like, like back to what I said. Like, these these things weren't new. I've seen better body modification, like, body horror. Like, it's not anything, like, out of this world. So, that could just be my desensitization to it, that it doesn't really, like, affect me that much. But the opening's always a banger, so I'll give it that much.
0: I've seen pretty consistent praise for the kid in the beginning. Yeah. Like, everyone seems to love that kid. And everyone wants that kid to go on to big things.
1: Yeah. And that's like, that's the that.
0: only uni- that's the only universal opinion I've seen. What about you, AJ? You This is probably the first, like, horror movie that came out that you've been able to say, oh, I saw it day one. You know, yeah. like if anyone asked you if you'd seen a movie, you've been able to say that you've seen it.
1: I, you know, I just think, like, I agree with wanting that kid to do well. He was great in Hill House and um, he was in Hill House, right? Yeah yes yes okay um he's great in hill house and i think he's spectacular i just don't think the movie had a lot of substance and i feel like like you're right this is one of the only movies i saw the remake of halloween the day it came out
0: yes with us as well right yes. with kim too mm-hmm. right yeah. all of us were there
1: um and I felt like that was more like, Oh, cool, I've seen this really good movie, like the time it came out, you know. That's a
0: good one though, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that feels a little different. Um, so I, I mean, it's just like I somebody the other day on Instagram asked about it and was like, Is this scary or is it like stupid? And I was like, Stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. so I think that that's definitely, like, the impact that'll be left with me is the, like, oh, that one's not good. I did see that on HBO Max they do have the second one, and I did think about watching it, which um, shows you that apparently I'm buying into the Conjuring theme since I've seen two of the three, and I'm like, hmm, might as well watch the second one.
0: I can see the how the first one would bring you into the second one, though, personally. Like, I, I have not, also not seen the second one, but I'm willing to see it because of the themes the first one brought across, but the third one did not help yeah at all
1: yeah i agree speaking of
0: halloween just real quick even if this this gets cut whatever but do we cover halloween and halloween 2018 before halloween kills we sure that'd be fun right because i'm i'm so excited for halloween kills that it hurts that i think before that comes out we, we have some time that we could make our some of our future ones both halloween i feel like halloween the original, though, is such like, a big episode that it's hard to just do casually, but we could still do it.
3: Yeah, I think so.
0: And then we do 2018, which we all have a, a favorable opinion on, yeah. right, for the most part? Yeah. I, we all agree that the the whole, uh, the doctor putting on the mask for a second is, like, like, when that happened, I almost walked out of the theater, but it, it recovers from that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've necessarily thought that much about it since then okay we'll we'll cover it again, we'll cover yeah. it again.
0: we can we can cut all this yeah. we'll, we'll cover it again we'll, we'll plan to, to do that before kills we have until october because it should come out as close to halloween as possible mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll cover that um so back to back to the conjuring for a second there and any last thoughts on the conjuring before we move on
1: no no not no. really
0: I, I would say in general i'm just disappointed by it and the yeah. whole the whole Supernatural aspect of it took over it, in my opinion, and it made it hard to relate to, I guess. Like, I guess I can't relate to anyone being possessed by a demon, but at least the, in, in the I first mean, one, there was like a, a crime solving aspect of it that wasn't like, I can see everything that happened with my magic powers.
1: Well, maybe that's what the whole concept of moving into a whole house is supposed to be is that, like, oh, anyone could move into a house that's haunted. It's supposed to be like the equalizer, and so I think that that might be where it lacks, like any kind of equalizers, just that it's so so supernatural um, that it doesn't feel like it could happen to just like anybody.
0: I saw a couple of headlines that was like the Conjuring scary, scariest moment happens in a waterbed, featuring you know like the kid's name or whatever, and I was like that was the lamest part, like the waterbed. Had- <laughs> no actual like if you're saying the scariest part was the waterbed you fucked up (laughs) like this is like if that was the scariest portion this movie was a flop and i kind of stick by that i guess what i'm asking overall is we had a our last episode was basically the roast of the conjuring the devil made me do it are any of us apologetic for that does anybody think they have anything to take back
3: no no i think i was honest and pretty fair
0: i agree i i I stand by everything i said so all right well that's that's good that we can we can all agree that uh we didn't dig that (laughs) (laughs) because there were moments because it's been two weeks since we recorded that That i was like oh shit did we fuck up like did we miss it by saying that that sucked but i'm glad to hear we all agree
1: I mean, at the end of the day, it's also just, like, our opinions. Like, this podcast reflects our opinions and only our opinions. Like, none of us are sitting here saying that we're, like, um, critically acclaimed film critics, you know? Like, this is just how we feel about a movie.
0: No, what I say is gospel.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Says the white man.
0: (laughs) No, like, we don't, we don't. Oh, shit. Um, That's not what I was going for at all. No, whatever we say doesn't fucking matter, like, but um yeah no none of it should be taken seriously like at the end of the day we're just three drunk people watching movies on hbo max (laughs) We don't none of it really matters but i didn't have a good time personally i was i was bored as shit
1: i think Um, we were funny
0: uh, we're hilarious
1: (laughs) in our humble opinion (laughs)
0: cut all of this cut all this molly none of this
2: i agree you're pretty funny (laughs) Thank you, Molly! No! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Alright, well, um, I think we're, now we can jump into everybody's favorite movie very clearly that we all loved and enjoyed. (laughs) This week's movie of They Live by John Carpenter in 1988. Um, It was my turn to choose a movie this week and personally, I love They Live. Um, I think it has a lot of political topics that were always meant to be political but it stands the test of time by those same political aspects in 1988 stand strong in 2021 it's certainly slower than i remember um like i never thought the movie was particularly slow but when you're showing it to other people the slowness definitely wears on you a little bit more uh it, it becomes a bit more apparent but I still honestly really enjoy They Live, and I think it's a really fun horror movie. And I will say it was a horror movie. Before we go any further, I'm going to say flat out that They Live is a horror movie. It rides the line a little bit, sure, but it's a John Carpenter film. getting into film. this
1: fight this early. Yes! I
0: feel like it needs to be said right now. It's the title of the podcast, you know, like... We need to discuss whether or not it's a horror movie, and I think it is through and through. I think the John Carpenter director credit only adds to it being a horror movie. It certainly rides the line a little bit, but if you consider Jaws a horror movie, They Live is a horror movie, in my opinion. You guys can disagree, but I'll stand by my choice in this. When you go to a horror movie convention, people are going to be selling They Live masks, and it's just... Th- that's enough for me, personally. <laughs> I don't
1: know how we're going to talk about this movie in like a chronological order just because there's so many topics I have so many thoughts on that I'm like, how are we going to possibly do all of this in one, like in the time period?
0: I think the movie fits into like four sections pretty evenly.
1: Okay. And we
0: don't necessarily need to explain this movie like line for line or moment for moment. But we can discuss each like section of the moment and all that goes with it to some degree. Oh, we should cover what we're drinking, yeah. right? We should cover yes. what we're drinking. You go first, AJ.
1: I drank a white claw and now I'm having Sprite and vodka. Very simple, very basic. I put a little bit of lime juice in it just to add a little bit more flavor. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, I own a bar. <laughs> you own a bar? <laughs> like a like a in my house there's a bar. Mm. <clears throat> Not like I own an actual bar. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? You own I wish cheers? I God, I wish. I wish I owned a bar.
0: AJ opens gay cheers.
2: <laughs> oh my God.
3: Everybody
2: knows, <laughs> everybody
0: knows you're gay. Or everybody knows you're gay.
2: <laughs> I'm like trying to come up with a name for it that's like Cheers, but like with that. But I honestly, Queers, just want Gay Cheers,
0: <laughs> Gay Cheers, the spinoff coming to HBO Max this year,
1: <laughs> starring me. Thank you.
0: What about you, AJ? How I mean, about AJ? <laughs> oh my god! Excuse me. Kim- <clears throat> I'm 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 putting the gap here for Molly. Molly said we should oh make the my gaps god. more clear. I'm. And-
2: Kim yes. what are you drinking no Aaron <laughs> not like that you can't you can't like yell Kim
4: what are you drinking that
0: just like... uh, did I, did, oh I yelled while saying did I yell I, I, <laughs> I'll
4: introduce uh, myself I take a step I'll back. Just introduce I myself Like, did I yell <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: God, so that's great so AJ what messy. an amazing drink that sounds so cool I'm drinking <laughs> a Corona refresco because they're cheap oh, at Aldi's, okay. and I have to buy here, cheap here. shit. So guava here, lime here. is the flavor, and it's very delicious. Guava
0: lime? Yes.
1: A.A. Hey, hey Ron, what are you drinking?
0: I went to a brewery today to choose, like, what growler to take home, and I tried all of their IPAs, and they all tasted like shit. So then I went and took a second taster and was like, let me try... A couple of your seltzers and their seltzers kicked ass. So I got a giant thing of apricot seltzer, and that led me to the state I'm in right now, which I'm not entirely proud of.
1: <laughs> That's the point of the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It led me here to They Live, which I now need to defend for the next hour, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> I, you know, the thing is, is typically. I would be very concerned whether or not the audience I showed a movie to liked the movie I showed them. Like, it would be something I'd cared about a whole lot, but I, I'm so proud of the fact that Kim hated this movie. <laughs> yeah. Kim hated this movie, and I am so proud of that aspect. <laughs> but that's why we made this podcast, right? To
1: torture me? I guess. yes. <laughs> to torture each other and for me just <laughs>
3: to sit here.
0: Yeah, the thing is is Kim's upset now, but I remember watching The Grudge and being like, I am I just want to I want to go to bed.
3: <laughs> the Grudge was great actually.
0: <laughs> this was great. Mm. All right. Well, well... <laughs> Um, but I guess now what we need to cover, right, is what AJ's overall thoughts were of this movie to, without going too deep into. It.
1: <sighs> hmm. Um, I can't tell if I hated or loved it, Mm. which is what I think is going to be so interesting about this discussion. I don't love the plot. I think it's kind of, uh, not great. Um, I think that there were very, they weren't very creative about some really interesting scenes. Um, but at the same time, the political commentary, it's just so intense and, I think it's so universal at this point that um, which is also something I really want to discuss um, that it like holds up just for that matter itself.
0: I think also I'll bring this up now because I'm not I knew this had to be brought up at some point but I'm not sure when it's appropriate so it might be placed elsewhere but we all grew up with the clothing brand obey being somewhat oh, yeah. large correct Yes,
2: yeah. and, and... shepherd fairy in general what Shepard fairy he's What's the that? he's the guy who like made the obey andre the giant oh, okay like yes artwork. yes
0: yes oh. but the the obey clothing brand that defined our middle school to early high school era is all based upon this movie
1: Mm-hmm. interesting
0: And I I looked it up to make sure I'm not talking out of my ass. Like, the Obey brand was based off of They Live. Because the
1: first sign you see is, like, a sign that says Obey. And in my head, I was like, yeah, that's a clothing brand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, like, absolutely. Like, that's what we think automatically. But I think it is kind of a powerful commentary on advertisements and, you know, how we're all targeted in some degree and i'm not saying oh it's all i know what i'm being advertised to most times (laughs) you know like I'm, i'm not completely like oh i had no clue i was being advertised to by this brand but i feel this movie really brings commentary to that especially with it being released in 1988 it's almost a bit ahead of its time where now we see ads literally wherever we go on the internet. We can't check our goddamn Instagram profiles without seeing a couple of ads at least.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I, I think its context only continues to grow. Whether or not it's an exciting movie to begin to the end is up to debate, but I feel the whole message of it is universal and it's just as relevant as now as it was back then.
1: Well, we talked a lot during this film about, like, current, like, it's 2021, and there is a lot of conspiracy theories out there, but there's also a lot of people that are critiquing society for the first time in, like, a really thoughtful way, and I think that that's what was very thought-provoking for me for this film, is that it, it definitely, especially for the first half, maybe, because... I didn't kind of pick up on the whole aliens thing for a while. So without them being aliens and they're just humans who are being like, um, have been so manipulated that they act that way now and that they have become something different because they're so manipulated by society. When you think about it that way, I think that it becomes a very like easy to believe situation based on our current society and our current politics and all the different levels that are going on today.
0: And they even kind of discuss how there are human beings that decide, decide, with, decide to side with the aliens. Because it yeah. makes their lives better, even though for humankind in general, it's it's damaging.
1: Yeah, there was that one quote that you highlighted that I wrote down. Uh, we sell out every day, but might as well be on the winning team.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, should we get Kim's like initial thoughts on it to some degree before we continue? Yeah. Just like an overall, it doesn't need to go super in depth, but just like an overall thoughts on the movie.
3: It was boring. <laughs> That's, it? <laughs> That's it? That's it? You yeah, can't do that. It was boring. Kind of lame.
0: You got to give more than that. It was more entertaining than I really did
3: not hold my attention. I kept drifting off. I'm going to be honest, there's nothing about it that, like, I just couldn't pay attention. I don't like... This isn't a horror movie to me. It's a sci-fi action movie. And I'm not a fan of either of those two. So, it does not... It did not hold my attention. I could not pay attention to it. I I kept, like, doodling on my paper because I just was not... I mean... Even though, like, The Message or whatever, like, it's not the first movie to ever have social commentary, because, like, social commentary and yeah. horror is very, very, like, intertwined. I can name, like, at least mm-hmm. 12 movies off the top of my head that are social commentary movies, but it, they do it well, and I just think this movie was just, there's no subtlety. It it just kind of was, like, True. I don't know, it, it really did bore me, and, like, as much, I'm gonna give some positives to it too, because I'm not gonna just shit on this movie. Because I know, I know there were some interestingly good things about it, but honestly, I just I couldn't pay attention. I couldn't get into it. I kept drifting off, <laughs> so to me, it was pretty boring. I, and I was just waiting for a ten. So that's kind of my <laughs> initial, um, best I, of my thoughts. I can
0: absolutely give that to you, um, for a good portion of this movie. Um, it, it, it really starts with, I guess we can, we can kind of transition into the start of this movie now and it'll, it'll fit into why I understand why it would be boring in the beginning, because I, I really do see your point of view there and I just dropped a bottle clap and it was very loud. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, it starts with, oh, we should also kind of bring up, cause I guess it does come in later that, um, rowdy piper is the star of this movie who is a wwe or i guess at this point <laughs> he might have been a wwf superstar and it really does star a wrestler and did, not as much an actor did you guys know that going
2: in like no Aaron. yeah yet, but
0: you- i said so i said so
2: you told them at the beginning uh-huh. yes i did Uh oh. I feel like it's
0: important because you got
2: a fucking meathead.
0: But it's so funny movie. when we
2: watched it and it was like, they got into that whole fight in the oh alley for like the way too long. Fucking fight. <laughs> and it's like, not knowing that that guy was in like WWE. It's like, what's
1: happening? Even knowing it was like, what's happening?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I gave them the warning, and still, I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, they're wrestlers, this goes on for a bit. And then there was a point where I was like, okay, this fight's over. Oh, nope, he's flipping him again. Yeah. (laughs) it's it's
1: still going. It went on for, like, ten more minutes after Aaron was like, oh, this is a long fight.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's certainly too long. And I guess I can kind of go into the movie from that point, because until that fight, the movie's kind of stagnant, and I, I can't. I can't defend that. Um the movie starts with Rowdy Roddy Piper being kind of a drifter. He's he he's essentially homeless, but he's a more well put together than most of the homeless people in this movie. Is that fair?
1: Yeah. Yes. He is a very um clean cut version of a homeless person.
0: Yeah. And he moves into la i wanted to say like a city but it it is very clearly los angeles that he comes to with nothing but the pack on his back and he's looking for a job the movie starts with him going to like an unemployment office and they're like we have nothing for you he goes to a construction site and is like do you need anybody my pack's full of tools and they're like yeah if you can stay we'll pay you whatever so he winds up you know getting shirtless and showing off his wrestling muscles and working on the construction site and winds up saying he's going to get paid and he's going to be able to support himself this way and that's when he meets keith david whose name whose character's name i can't remember do Frank I of you two know mm-hmm. frank and he, he meets frank played by keith david legendary voice actor keith david i mean he's he's captain anderson and the arbiter like he's a sci-fi legend based off of his voice but They wind up working on the same construction site, but Rowdy, Rowdy Popper, Piper, oh my God, I can't even say that name. I'm going to say Piper for now on because that's difficult for me, but Piper is um, working at the construction site, making money, and he winds up kind of going to, what's the best phrase for where he winds up going? It's a compound? It's like,
1: yeah, yeah, like a homeless compound
0: and it's essentially like a small like a town village. yeah like a small village of like tents and little constructs built for the the homeless population in la at the time which i wish i could say was a construct of 1988 la but in 2021 it's more real than ever <laughs> like i mean the-
1: i think my main difference i i think there's a couple differences in this movie and now, but the main difference is just that like, the police won't let that happen anymore. um Especially in LA and in major cities in California. It does happen in Hawaii, but like, they won't let you create such complicated compounds and like villages and homes.
0: I would agree with you, but outside of Molly's store, Molly works at the Hollywood, there are literally people out there with um, um easy ups and power like literally there are like small cities like that in la right now
1: i mean that kind of makes me feel better because i just feel like it's unfair that there would be forced to be continuous movement so anyone that can create some kind of stability it makes me happier you know
0: six months ago i would have agreed with you but it's it's at a at a horrible point right now where I've, i've seen it multiple times within the past couple of months where something like the 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 compound they've made and they live is completely accurate. Right Molly? Would you agree?
2: Oh yeah. No, the the exit that I get off of, I have to like go very slowly because um the ramp underneath like you can't see the sidewalk cuz it's all just like little shack set up basically.
0: Yeah. Like it it's I think you're absolutely right AJ as of like a couple of months ago, but it is mm-hmm.
2: But it also is
0: now more than ever very true.
2: I have seen them like sometimes they will close down and like completely clean up the street but it honestly only lasts maybe a week and then it's back up so they they try they still do try like you were saying but it still goes back up
0: but um, Piper winds up showing up at this compound gets fed gets a place to sleep whatever is there with Frank who's who led him to this point? And he winds up noticing that there's a building nearby where people are meeting. And they seem to be acting as if they're singing in that building, as if they're a church, and there's some gospel going on. But when he walks into the building, he realizes the gospel music is only a tape recorder. And he sees a group of people making what I guess making sunglasses or packing up sunglasses.
1: Yeah. They were making sunglasses. They had all of those um, chemicals out and stuff, too.
0: Yeah, it's like a laboratory that seems to be producing sunglasses. And there's nothing immediately wrong with it, but everybody's reacting as if it's a a horrendous thing they're doing. They're um, keeping it very secret. And Piper winds up being interested in what's going on with there, and he keeps guard over the building with... God, why can't I remember what's the Binocular? name of the fucking thing? Thank you. Oh my God, I can't remember binoculars. Keep this in. Keep my shame that I can't remember the <laughs> name.
4: Um,
0: but he borrows binoculars and is watching over the building, and that's when I, I guess we should also mention the the TVs, right? That yeah. um, this this compound is also continuously watching TV. And there's the occasional interruption of a man being like, hey, we're sleeping, they're awake, we need to wake up. There's so much going on. They're succeeding while we're asleep. And they're, they're taking us all for a ride. We need to realize what's happening and wake up. Um, and then Piper's watching with binoculars the building, and then the police raid the entire compound. And this scene, in my opinion, is had to be super expensive because they have the police come in with shotguns and a bulldozer and they just completely annihilate this compound of these poor people with nowhere else to go and they're occasionally shooting flares it seems like and it's it's a really intense scene of just the police coming and raiding and destroying these people's way of life
1: yeah it's a very sad scene to watch
0: Absolutely, is this something we wanna talk about for a little bit? Is is something we all have something to say about
4: real quick?
1: I mean, I think that it's like a very realistic approach to showing homelessness, which I think isn't often shown um is this dangers of like police presence and the way that we have made it illegal to be homeless when it's just something that like happens to people and they have no control over it in a lot of ways and then it's illegal and so it's like it's not like they chose to do a crime like this definitely is something that is forced upon them and yet now they're stuck and um
0: when they come in with this track this like bulldozer that's they didn't do anything. There's there's no, no act they took to cause this. It's just very much the police deciding to come in and, and demolish this, like, small village or compound.
1: Yeah. And, you know, they go after the church originally, and that's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, like, they're doing sketchy stuff. Like, we don't really know what's happening there. And, um... Even then, eventually, that kind of seems to be like the the way that the narrative is told that like what they were doing was like heroic, and um, the police are going after them anyways, and but still, none of the rest of these people did anything, and they just lost so much of their stuff and so much of things that took them months or years or however long to build up like these resources, and now it's all gone. And it happens. Like, that's what happens when they clean up the streets, you know? Like, that is what's happening.
0: Kim, how did you feel at this point?
1: Uh,
3: um, <laughs> it, it definitely, is, you know, It was an intense moment. I guess an intense scene. Um, This was supposed to be... Well, it wasn't supposed to be. It's intended to be a conversation about Reaganomics of the 80s. And obviously, that's why it kind of reflects what did happen in the 80s the increase in homelessness and loss of jobs um that happened when reagan was president so i would say as far as conveying what john carpenter really wanted to touch on i think he was pretty uh unsubtle (laughs) he was pretty much just showing what i guess you would see on the news or not see on the news but more so see if you were on the streets that day and kind of you know, none of none of that is where this sci-fi, sci- 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 you know, unbelievable portion of this movie comes from. That's more of just the reflecting of what was happening during that time, highly during that time, um, because of the increase in homelessness. But also, I guess what happens today in the same places in LA, because there is a really big um homeless epidemic there as well. Like whether you're looking at Echo Park or whether you're looking at um uh skid row it's it's very similar situations that kind of look just like that
0: and i think if if john carpenter wanted to he could have set this in any kind of suburb and they could have had the aliens come and mow down the suburb and make everyone convert and have office jobs and whatnot but i think he chose to have some actual commentary take place there instead and i think it's it's actually pretty powerful and i don't think he had any clue how powerful that would continue to be throughout the years i think i'd like to think he hoped that it would be exclusive to the time period he wrote it in yeah but um, but unfortunately here we are um but yeah it's 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 a dark portion and um i think as far as where the movie winds up going that this kind of stands on its own to some degree
1: yeah i feel like this part was probably where the movie had me the most but also you know Like, it kind of falls into, like, special interests of mine, so.
0: And we haven't had any aliens quite yet.
1: No, it's very much just like, oh, what's happening over there? But also, look at all this, like, social commentary. Like, look at all this stuff that's happening in real life. And then that's kind of all we get for that part of the movie.
0: There's even a portion where there's a blind priest that keeps t- um, giving his sermon that's very similar to the interruptions that show up on the TV saying that, you know, we sleep while they live, giving the movie its name, um, they're dominating our life while we have no idea, and there's a point where during the, the raid when the police come in and bulldoze everything that they beat the hell out of the blind priest, like li- this guy is blind and they show no mercy and it's it's kind of a powerful moment in my opinion where they beat the hell out of him and then the movie continues to the next morning where they don't really spend too long showing the destruction they just show people recovering they just wake up the next morning And everyone's gathering what they can, what's remaining, what hasn't been destroyed to continue the society that existed the night previous before the complete all-out police assault on their compound.
1: Um, I'm like a little iffy about pointing this out, but I keep thinking about it. And it's mostly just that like, realistically, I don't think this movie should have been told from a white man's perspective.
4: Mm -hmm. I can get that.
1: I get why it is, because it's the 80s, and also, like, that's just kind of what film comes from. But thinking about these populations that this movie represents, it's just, like, that doesn't – um that's not the most accurate. And even this concept of, like, an awakening or recognizing that, like, there's these, like, larger, bigger societal problems, Um, I think that even when you look at that, it's, like – Typically, white men are the last to figure those things out, you know?
0: It, it, for me, I almost feel it's why Keith David is in the movie. But yeah. He, but they never really go anywhere with it. Yeah. Like, Keith David is there to to be the example we all need to avoid, uh, to, to show, like, injustices and whatnot. But he winds up kind of being the straight man, and Piper winds up being the person that's stirring the pot. He's like, I have something good here. You better stop Rocking the boat, you know, but uh, yeah, I I agree with you. It is kind of weird, and we have no reason to doubt our protagonist. Like, we're Mm -hmm. given Rowdy Piper as this drifter, but we're not told why he's a drifter. We're not told what history he had at all. It's just, for whatever reason, this wrestler is homeless and accept that.
1: Which I think this movie does a lot. There's a lot of just accept that in it. Um, mm-hmm. Which is part of my problem with it, but there's a couple scenes later on that like more clearly express that.
3: How do you feel, Kim? Before we move on, <laughs> um, I, I guess I agree with what you're saying. Honestly, I'm not really that into this movie, so I didn't really write a lot of notes about it. Or, um, I mean, I I agree with like the idea that his character doesn't have really much development or explanation. It it is very much carpenter really just wants to push through the plot without giving the characters any sort of like dimension and connection to the audience he more so wants to just tell the story without caring about the people or the figures in it and them as individuals which i think there's like that loss of connectivity if you don't connect to the character or the protagonist if you don't give a shit about them the movie kind of doesn't really get you but i think his point is who cares about the characters? More so look at what the story is about and look at what the message and the plot, what is going on. And he's basically just giving a PSA. Like he quoted in an interview that this was more of a documentary than a film. And I think that very much is the case that he's very much pushing, you know, his agenda, which is fine. I don't think there's an issue with the message, but it very much is. Here's the story I want you guys to see in the realities I want to see in the commentary I want to make. As opposed to creating characters that I feel like stand alone and are and stand out enough for people to remember
0: which is something like i can I can agree with it being a fault of the movie as the lack of like strong character development, and it's something I'd be able to gloss over much easier if it weren't the first half of the movie like if they if they if they just started it and it was the first twenty minutes of setup and then they moved into the alien portions that take place earlier, it would be easier to gloss over, but that's not what happens. The movie is 40 minutes of setup and then 40 minutes of payoff, and even then, some of the 40 minutes of payoff isn't all payoff, so... That's that's how I can understand how you say, you know, boring. Like, I I, I can get that to some degree. I don't don't necessarily agree, but I can understand how how you felt that.
2: Cool. (laughs) (coughs) So is Um, that kind of the first all the first chunk cuz you said there was like four parts to this. Do you think I
0: I'd guess so. I I'd say personally that the the introduction of Rowdy Piper and his his vagabond vagabondness and trying to find a job and finding it is like definitely the first fourth. It's not a clean fourth, but I'd say that's the the intro to it for sure. Should we move on yeah. to what's next? Yeah. So we know Piper is suspicious of the mission that's nearby show uh, they've had the sunglasses and whatnot everything has been destroyed by the police and piper goes into kind of like the wreckage and alleyways of the destruction and finds a box of sunglasses am i going too far No. no he finds a box of sunglasses rips it open is puts them on and this is to me when the movie really starts he puts on the sunglasses and realizes that he can see through the alien propaganda. So he starts by seeing... what What's the, the specific billboard he looks at that says Obey? Do, do either of you remember? Uh-uh.
1: The second one's um, the Caribbean, but the first yeah. one, it's a technology one. It's like a computer yes. ad.
0: He's looking at, like, will be the equivalent of an Apple or Microsoft ad that says, like, hey, buy our computers, it's the latest and greatest. But when he puts on the sunglasses that he found in the cardboard box that was in the mission that he was watching before the police came, I, I know that's a lot, I'm just making sure that I'm covering every portion. He sees that the technology ad, when he puts on the sunglasses, is just a gray canvas with the word OBEY and then he looks at another vacation ad that shows a woman in a bikini like in the in Hawaii or the Bahamas or whatever and he sees what is it marry and reproduce yeah and is is the, the what he sees there it's yeah. just like it's just like times new roman font that says <laughs> marry and reproduce and he starts to see the real propaganda of the world through these sunglasses and as if that wasn't enough, he looks at certain people and sees these aliens. I'm not sure if the aliens have a name. They have to, right? Um,
3: they don't have names. John Carpenter just refers to them as ghouls. The ghouls? Yeah, but there's okay. no, like, okay. name for where they come from or anything I, like that.
0: I can say that's, that's interesting because the toys or masks of them are not called ghouls, which is interesting. But you'd think that you know the Michael Myers toys would be called a shape because because uh, a carpenter says so. But they're not either. They're called Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, ghouls. So he sees certain people aren't people, but they are ghouls. And how would you describe them? They have like the creepy skeleton
1: have... men. Yeah, they're
0: they're very skeletal, they have their teeth showing more than anything. They don't have lips that wrap around their teeth. Um, they have like asterisks in their eyes. They have like very bulbous eyes with asterisks like pupils, kinda like kind of like Rick and Morty. I was just oh, thinking that. I'll just fucking <laughs> say it. I'll just fucking say it. I'm trying to avoid saying Rick and Morty, but I'll say it that they have like Rick and Morty esque eyes. And I feel like a great descriptor of these aliens or ghouls is the fact that they're blue and red, but through 90% of this movie, they're not blue and red. They're black and, black white. and white. Yeah. Um, and it's just something I've known from years of knowing about this movie that I assume that they're blue and red, but they are black and white at the time. And
1: Well, because the glasses, a... okay, the glasses make everything black and white
0: correct the movie the movie does have a black and white filter once they look through the sunglasses
1: you can also hear specific things once you have the glasses on which i think is a very weird plot point
0: they're able to hear through the propaganda yeah but in general piper puts on these sunglasses is able to see through the advertisements and see that certain people aren't people that they're aliens and this is a crazy realization for him because he realizes that the the tv advertisements that were happening earlier saying that we're asleep while well, they they live that we're being infiltrated etc is all true and that there actually are aliens covering as people and it seems to be that not only are these aliens people but they are not average people they're the one percent they are the yeah. rich they are the wealthy they are the ones in power That these aliens make up the elite and everybody else is just a a poor human left to live their life. And there's even moments where a human is talking to a ghoul like, Oh, well, you got the promotion and I didn't, so I don't know where I'm going. And it's you're left to believe that there's this unfair bias that kind of like... I hate to say it, but it's almost like the Illuminati conspiracy some people have, you know? The the Illuminati keeps the Illuminati on top, and everybody else that's not a part of it is below. And I, I feel this is where the movie really kicks into gear, and this is when I love this movie, personally.
1: I think that this movie would be more interesting if they weren't aliens. And if- because the way I understood it for- until they started going to their own planet, which happens way later, um, is that these were just humans that were so corrupted by the propaganda that they were something else now. And I think that's more interesting.
0: They also do cover that there are some humans that don't give a shit that, that aliens are taking over, that as long as their bank account is reflecting the success by- helping these aliens and um supporting them that their bank account triples and because of that they don't give a shit and that's the even scarier component is it's not a total hostile takeover but there are some people that are like hey as long as you pay me i'll help you get to the top like whatever
1: yeah but i think that's a very i don't know to me those kind of notions are just very like yeah that's how the world works
0: yeah i i agree Kim, what do, you, what do you think?
3: About them being aliens?
0: <laughs> about about the commentary of the aliens controlling who rises to the top. Like, the idea that a human wouldn't get the promotion because somebody else who was less qualified happened to be an alien and the human didn't realize.
3: I mean, it's kind of silly, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I... <sighs> I mean, the alien thing was kind of weird. I think they look pretty cool. Nitpicky stuff like that. Like, again, the social comment that Terry thing to me, just it doesn't... <laughs> if I wanted to watch a George Orwell rendition of a movie, I would do that. I didn't... <laughs> this is That's not what I, like, came to watch, essentially. Like, it is very Orwellian. It is very, like, in-your-face Absolutely. Orwellian. Which, I mean, I like that stuff, but when I, when I want to watch that stuff, not when I'm trying to watch a horror movie or quote-unquote horror movie. So even, even in the... alien, I mean, like AJ was saying, they could have been aliens, they could have not been. I don't think it really would have changed anything. I, don't, I think the alien thing was just his way of tip, tiptoeing into the genre. Like, they could have just been regular people, but then it wouldn't be technically sci-fi. It would be just, like,
4: yeah.
3: a drama thriller even maybe psychological they could have gone down that route but i think the whole alien aspect of it is what kind of tiptoes into the genre and allows it to be considered at least sci-fi i wouldn't put it in horror but at least sci-fi
0: i'm gonna offer this purely as devil's advocate like i agree with you what's the what's the jordan peele movie the first one get not out. us but the the other get one out. Get out. Yeah. how is get out any different? it's a lot better how is how get out no but get out is just as aurelian as this it movie. is
3: but it, it's, it's clever it, with what it does and it, the way it builds suspense and and i have that on my list because i was going to talk about modern movies that are about social commentary and how they do it better this movie just has a lot of silliness in it and i think that takes away from like the concept. You can't just, putting it in someone's face is not the same thing as creating a movie that has that sort of subtlety and interweaving of concepts that allows audiences to kind of not only get what you're trying to say as a director or the writer, but also interpret and apply it to a lot of different things. And I think get out as much, and also it's a POC and from a POC director. So we get a bit extra layer of, you know commentary coming from someone in that position and that lives in that skin who's able to create a narrative that is scary it's unsettling it's dark it's torturous but it also is very creative and unique and subtle in some of the things that it talks about and I I don't I think this movie doesn't have that I mean we can sum it up in like what is this critiquing Reaganomics capitalism and consumer culture and that's it. I feel like that's a lot. That's though. Like I feel like it, that's though. a lot. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's
0: so much for a movie in the 80s to cover and for it to be so relevant now that the fact that it does cover um, capitalism and race, and because there's even a moment specifically in the movie where it says um, racial politics inequality is at an all time low. And I, I, I feel like it does cover that so much. More than any, more than most movies in the eighties even would, and while I can't argue at all about the 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 PLC's perspective in, in Get Out and whatnot, I still feel like the idea of the aliens being comedic uh, humanizes them in some way, and it doesn't it doesn't show them as some evil horrendous alien culture that's only dedicated to evil it humanizes them in some way the fact that they have like a sense of humor makes them more relatable which makes them even scarier the fact that you can relate to this this horrible alien culture you know i mean
3: but we don't get any of that we don't get like an alien culture we don't get any explanation like invasion of the body snatchers was made in 56 and that is essentially the exact same thing maybe with a little less touch on like the capitalism part and obviously the relevance in the 80s but it's a silk it's the same concept of other and something foreign invading an individual and turning them to something else like it just i just doesn't it's not clever to me it's 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 not the first movie that's done this, whether in horror or, like, without. I mean, Candyman also touches on, like, similar concepts, but does it in a way that's so much better. Like, that is a perfect example of talking about class separation, racism, and, like, perspectives between POCs and white people and the differences between them. But they do it in a way that horror should do it, where there's fear where there's a villain who isn't a villain, there's twists, there's character development, there's storytelling that is coming from a character that is a POC and does build up that tension. And that movie is memorable. And it's not just memorable because it's well done and well-budgeted because this movie was very low budget when they made it. It's memorable because they put time and effort into creating a character that isn't a villain but is seen as a villain, as, you know, is reflected in society, like, there's ways to make things clever and to have these conversations in movies, but if you're just going to be, and I'm sorry, this is going to be like, you know, pretty mean to John Carpenter, but like, the dialogue is lazy. The acting isn't good. Like, all you're doing is just throwing, oh my God, capitalism is bad, and expecting a pat on the back and be like, wow, that movie talked about capitalism? Brave. That's not yeah. enough. Like. If you want to talk about things that matter like this, like racism and capitalism, put some really hard work in it and create something that's artistic and good. Like, you can't just be like, oh, capitalism is bad and look at homeless people. Done. The end. Like, where's the, where, where's like the creativity in like your characters? Make your characters matter. Because, I mean, even though this movie is a cult classic and people do talk about it, I, I've never seen it and I've never had the inclination to see it. Like if I want to show people a movie that I feel like is impactful to society and has that conversation, I want to show them Candyman (laughs) or Get Out or The Fly, like anything else that I feel like has commentary with like effort. And I don't think this movie does that. It's pretty, I went on a rant, but I think it's pretty fucking silly. Like it really, I don't know. It's a, it is a good conversation. I just don't think it does it well enough. And that's what's disappointing.
0: I I don't I don't think it's the the peak of commentary when it comes to that. Like I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that it does it better than anything else because there's so much that does better and it is it's incredibly flawed. I just think that it made an effort in a way that other movies at the time, when Jason was going to Manhattan and <laughs> punching the head off of people, that it, it held. It, it 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 just didn't. It it tried a little harder than what else was going on at the
3: time. I mean George Romero's movies you know um uh dawn of the dead and night of the living dead also has conversation on consumerism and things like that and yeah. capitalism but it's a good horror movie that was, and it also does that, that was
0: widely ahead of its time and widely ignored and you're you're absolutely like right. it shows that
3: you can like, be a horror movie and do horror correctly and do it greatly and also talk about these conversations and like i get that this is some people's like they love it it's a cult classic for a reason i get that um it's just it just doesn't do it for me like I've seen 1984 I've seen Fahrenheit 451 I've read the books this doesn't compare yeah (laughs) so it doesn't do anything for me even the alien part I'm like oh cool there's aliens but there was like a Twilight Zone episode that also was like similar to this the night on Mulberry Street had the almost Mm -hmm. the exact same concept but like maybe they didn't talk about capitalism
0: even this movie is based off of a short story. In its description, I had no. I actually noticed it actually for the first time this time when we were watching it. That it said that based off of the short story, something something.
3: Uh, eight o'clock eight in the o'clock morning.
1: In the morning.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I haven't heard of that before. And I, I absolutely agree with you, but um, I don't know. I, 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 I completely, I, I agree with you, but I don't think it's it's like harmful. You know what I mean? I don't think it's against anything in particular or, like, actively ignorant, I think.
1: I don't think it's actively ignorant. I just think that it is kind of not the best made, you know? Like, I agree with this concept that, like, the social commentary is 100% in your face and thrown at you, and it's just, like, very clear and... um, I can't remember the word. But it's right up there in your face. And then the plot... There are parts of the plot that just definitely leave you um wanting more like there are multiple points where people just appear and you're just like oh they're there perfect that fits with the plot perfectly um and so i feel like that's just like the main one of the main flaws
3: also if you had said the purge instead of get out i would have agreed with you i think the purge is the same thing it's just as lazy
1: oh the
0: the Purge is a piece of shit. The though.
3: Purge is, is just as lazy and it's just as like, there's commentary about society, but like, let's just watch people get killed for like half the movie. Then
0: I would I'm have saying, agreed. I'll, I'll, fight you, I'll, I'll fight you on this. This has more political po- commentary than The Purge ever had.
3: I mean, just because it has social is commentary doesn't garbage. mean it's like, that, that it's sudden, it's like, great. I mean,. No, but this
0: movie does so much more than its- it, The political commentary is a, a factor of it, less so than its creation. At least I feel so. I feel like it has a, a world that you feel attached to, or like, it, it pulls you in in some degree.
3: Uh, I mean, it doesn't- I don't know. It doesn't do that. Like, like I said, I mean, Animal Farm and Orwell existed before this, and they basically were like, dystopian, capitalism, government, bad- i'm yeah
0: (laughs) i i think of it more as like a comedic approach that if aliens were to come down they wouldn't be any more different than us they'd like they take our stupid brains and manipulate our economy so they could live essentially the same life because the aliens that take over here they don't live some in some nirvana they live as no different than fucking kim kardashian would live you know they they they're essentially the same they take the 1% and they live in LA and they have their big mansion and they go to the dinners and they're not up way above us that they have their own alien hobbies they're essentially blending in and living the same lives and i think it it took the the rich and the 1% and turned them into aliens that were trying to replicate the average person in LA and not so much making a huge statement as much as it was being goofy you know like i i won't take away for a second that this movie was goofy but i think it was trying to be goofy more so than i mean it's definitely doing its political commentary like i can't deny that for a second but yeah i mean it, i think it's trying to be a joke at the same time
3: yeah i mean i, I guess That's probably why people like it, because it is a quote unquote comedic um approach to talking about these things. I mean (laughs) you guys laughed during the movie a couple times. Like there definitely were parts that were like funny or silly and like it was intentionally done so. Like the fight scene was intentional, like the lines and the improvision by um Piper was intentional. Um so I'm I'm assuming it, it is to be a bit more I guess ironically consumable by the audiences but I mean again I even on that and I want to give it that much credit you know people probably like it because of that because it's not scary because people can watch it understand it because it's not so like you know tongue-in-cheek he-he, it's artsy whatever fartsy it's very simplistic and understandable approach to it which I guess is why people really like it which is hundred percent I love that I also I just don't like I comedy <laughs> in horror. I yeah. don't like that. So
0: <laughs> I think what it is, is it would have been really easy to have the aliens sit there and say, we're going to take our power and destroy the world. We're going to suck the earth of its resources and power our ship. You know, like there could have been so much, but all they wanted to do was stay on earth, make a shitload of money, eat good food and fuck. Like they, they had no intention of some grand plan. They just wanted to live in comfort as the one percent in like American society,
3: and like yeah, I mean, I I, I agree, but I I think that's pretty boring. <laughs>
0: I think I I think that's part of it. You know what I mean? It's it's that he's not sitting here dis- disrupting like some chaotic reign he's disrupting them essentially living in comfort. Like you could replace the aliens in this movie with rich people and the narrative really wouldn't change.
3: I mean, yeah, we were talking earlier about like the purge is kind of similar concept, um, class warfare, sort of a situation and morals and whatnot. But I mean, I don't like those movies either. So (laughs) I, I,
0: I, yeah, I like, I, I guess to some degree, but I would watch this movie a billion times before I'd watch the purge again. It's just boring. <laughs> putting on masks and deciding to kill people yeah
3: those movies need to stop They need to stop making more movies of those it's done they should just stop at the well, first one
0: <laughs> they had their golden age in like the trump era unfortunately right? like, during the trump yeah era, they had like their biggest call to action and people really didn't give a shit and if it's like it the the Trump era was a golden gift to the purge franchise and they didn't Mm -hmm. do well with it. So it's like, if you couldn't seize that advantage, bye bye. (laughs) Cause I saw every purge movie yearly and the first one's the best. Mm -hmm. And that's not a compliment. That's not a compliment. In my opinion, (laughs) the strangers is eight times the movie, the purge was. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: No, but I, I agree to, you know, the way that you're characterizing the role that Carpenter put these aliens into. and I understand like it I guess calling it clever or not clever wasn't a hundred percent fair. and I would give it that much that maybe that is for some people like uh, that's comedic and clever and like, you know, zanny different, you know, but I I don't I also don't like that this kind of stuff. Like I don't like sci-fi movies. So, I definitely, when I speak about this movie, I do speak it with, obviously, a bias in and of myself. I don't like sci-fi movies, and I don't like sci-fi 80s movies, and I don't like comedy and horror. I'm the opposite route, where I like and dark, that, that's creepy. all of the above, too. Yeah, that's, I like creepy, dark, scary stuff. I don't like this angle of movies, where it has action, and it has, like, creepy creatures, and, like funny lines it's like the polar opposite of what i like to watch so take that also like i'm not being hard in this movie just because like it's just also not what i like so that's probably why no matter what <laughs> i'm not gonna like this
0: movie i i, I understand what you're saying 100 percent. and i think what i'm trying to say too is i love the idea of the alien takeover being so benign and so boring that 90 percent of people would live through it without ever realizing
3: yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. You
0: that know, you know, would know be. what I mean? Like, I think I think that's what it is. It's 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 not the idea that there's some crazy hostile takeover. It's that we've all been living through this without realizing, and when we really put our brains to it, it's like, oh, yeah, gross. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that, like that kind of thing. And as much as I be- I think it's not trying to actively call out people in particular. It just it's just kind of fun. But I I. I I'm on your guys' side with this completely. Like, I totally understand.
3: We have a whole tangent on that one.
0: So <laughs> we
4: should get back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I,
0: I guess there's plot to talk about, but not really. Yeah. I, I'd want to comment on Piper putting on the sunglasses for the first time and seeing the aliens and losing his mind and um, <laughs> not quite understanding what he's seeing yet. So, like, calling an alien. It looks like the old lady's been... <laughs> burned in some soup or some shit or whatever he says it's like you're looking like you were burned in soup or whatever and um it ends in him going on kind of a shooting spree in a bank killing the aliens in particular that he's able to see and it's a scene that's like kind of easy to joy in the moment but in like in hindsight with the future this movie would continue into it's kind of hard to root for it's kind of disturbing watching a guy shoot up a
2: a bank
3: at least in my opinion yeah he has that line that everyone the most was like
2: iconic line <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. everyone likes
3: that line just...
0: i've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubblegum. that line would live in infamy for the rest of the time including um this is i'm not sure you guys would know about this but there's a video game in the 90s called duke nukem and uh Duke Nukem would be famous for saying I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of gum and it was absolutely a rip from this movie but it's almost a line more associated with Duke Nukem and Duke Nukem would have a couple of lines like um, one of Duke Nukem's most famous lines is hail to the king baby which is a reference to army of darkness Mm -hmm. and not at all associated with Duke Nukem but those are like two lines that are now more associated with Duke than they ever were with these movies so it's nice to see the, like, the actual OG uh, creation of these lines as he goes to town on these aliens.
1: I had a moment where during this portion of time where he's like fighting the aliens and like shooting people and stuff like that, where I was like, he's also a villain. And I think that was partially because I didn't understand them as aliens. I think I understood them as people who were just corrupted, and I was like, "Well, it's not their fault they're corrupted." So I kind of felt like he was the villain of the story.
0: That means you're an alien. <laughs> <can't wait> <laughs> uh, put your arms well, behind your back here. We're gonna arrest you in the next. I think that here. the
1: I think that's a flaw of the movie, though, it, that I didn't understand that they were aliens. I understood that they were like fucked up, but I didn't understand what they
2: were. They look like frogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like frog people. They, they ain't people.
2: Don't shoot the frogs. But I can also see Yeah, you can also leave see the frogs alone. They're
0: evil frogs, though. You can also have the perspective that, like, we're stupid monkeys at the end of the day, and these peop- these frog people are trying to, like, guide us through, and then one of these monkeys has a gun, and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, it's, uh... It, you can still continue down that path, absolutely, just by... Rooting for the people that are just trying to maintain society I mean, as it is. Okay. And then so, there's an uprising that you didn't do anything to initiate. Necessarily, except for the the oppression that's been going on for years. I would
1: like to officially state that I am not on the side of the aliens, and therefore not on the side of the oppressive society. It's, it's too late. I would you already like already to make that statement. I would like to state <laughs> that
0: I have no affiliation with pee and horror movies whatsoever. I
1: said. All I said is when I thought they were humans. I think murder is still bad.
3: <laughs> so AJ stands with the capitalist. Okay, moving on. So this just down.
0: AJ thinks murder is bad.
1: I hung out with a bunch of anarchists yesterday. Oh. Please don't tell them that I'm a capitalist because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a fan of WWE personally. And so right. I think that when there's a twenty minute WWE ad <laughs> in the middle of this film. I wasn't the most interested in it. <laughs> no. So he shoots up a bank. Um, He shoots aliens. But it's that's when I was like, he seems like a traitor because he seems like he not a traitor. He seems like the villain because he's just shooting random people. But I guess they're aliens. So it's fine. Anyways, he shoots up the bank and then he has to like run away from the police. And then he steals some guns from the police. He kills them. He steals some guns. He goes into a parking garage. He finds this woman. She's a human. He decides, okay, I'm going to kidnap her. (laughs) Is that not what happens? (laughs) So he gets in the car. He's like, I need a way out. So he makes her drive him out. And then he's like, where are you going? She's like, like, are you married? And she says yes. And then he's like, are you lying? And she's like, yes. And then um, he's like, take me to your house. And she's like, and she does it anyways. And so they get there and he's like, tries to convince her to put the glasses on. And she's like, no, you're crazy. She's like, I will say that I saw whatever you want me to see no matter what. And he's like, okay, fine. Don't put the glasses on. And so he starts to like kind of fall asleep. She grabs a bottle of wine and then he's like, oh, the TV and stands up to turn the TV on. And then she hits him over the head with the wine, which pushes him out a glass window. He rolls down a giant hill and then, you know, you think he should be dead because he should be dead, but he's not.
0: (laughs) He gets he gets yeeted
1: yeeted like far like aggressively like he should be dead
0: he falls from bojack horseman's house to the ground real quick
1: (laughs) basically (laughs) um so and then he like hides in this little i think feel like it's like a bridge like the edge of a bridge and then you watch him wander for a while and then he runs into his friend and his friend, like, gives him his money, and he's like, put the glasses on! And the guy's like, no. What you're you're
0: talking about you know? you're talking about Keith David.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yes. His okay, making sure. <laughs> Keith David decides, like, hey, I heard you shot up a bank, but, like, you carried heavy shit for a week, so I guess you deserve a couple hundred bucks and throw some money at him.
1: Yes. And then he's like, put the glasses on. And the guy's like, no. And he's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you until you put the glasses on. And the guy's like, fuck you fine i'll fight you back so then they fight for 20 minutes
0: it goes on for a long time they 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 they, the rowdy roddy piper is a wrestler so of course he has wrestling experience but he fights keith david for like a good 10 minutes and you're like wow this is a long fight scene thank god it's over and then Piper goes and grabs Keith David and slams him into the ground. You're like, oh, it's still going. It's been 10 minutes, and he's still going. <laughs> and I, I can't defend this scene. This this
4: was a lot.
1: Like, there's literally, like, at least five different times where one of them's on the ground, like, passed out, basically. <laughs> and then the other one, then they somehow get up, or the other one helps them up, and then they continue fighting.
0: Do you know who loved the scene?
1: Kim. Kim.
0: It was kim's favorite she kept saying how much she enjoyed it
1: kim didn't speak a whole a single word kim, this whole kim film didn't say and a i think word. we needed to point that out at some point that she was quiet the entire film me and aaron spoke throughout it just like saying bullshit talking making jokes stuff like that and kim was a hundred percent quiet the whole the film entire movie <laughs> Unless we were like, "Hey, is everyone
4: here?"
0: And like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, Kim spoke, and it was like, "Oh, I'm back from peeing." Thank guys. Thanks guys. Uh, is everybody here?
3: Yeah, I was pretty miserable. <laughs>
0: I just can't believe Kim was happy through Creepshow but was miserable from this movie. Like <laughs> I wasn't happy was
3: much I much tolerated better. it because there was some interesting stuff that was like pretty cool. The bugs. Yeah, the bugs. I like the <laughs> bugs.
1: Creep show has much more dynamic stuff going on than this Agreed. Film does.
3: Steven was saying that he
0: was watching our creep show episode and I was like, Oh, how was it? And he was like, Yeah, it was good. My favorite part was when you guys introduced the movie and then AJ was like, alright, what are we drinking? And Kim said what she was drinking and then Aaron tried to continue with the movie and then <laughs> AJ was like hey, Aaron, what are you drinking? And I was like, oh, sorry I'm drinking this. Anyway, the movie continues and then <laughs> AJ was like I didn't say what I was drinking and I was like, fuck! <laughs> I apparently lost it.
1: You did, I remember. I <laughs> remember.
0: This is interesting how we're enjoyed for not our summaries at all.
1: (laughs) I tried to make the argument that there was no reason to finish the summary of this film, but Kim disagreed with me. No, I
3: don't want to go through the summary of it, but we have to. (laughs) So we can end this misery and move on (laughs) with our lives. I I will never get this hour back, but you know...
0: I can't believe wow. this is more disliked than Willy's Wonderland. I it's not. Willy's True. Wonderland
3: was also a waste of it's my go- time. But you have. more is way, to say about yeah,
0: Willy's this Wonderland. Is, <laughs> this is being ripped apart way more than Willy's
3: Wonderland. Because there's nothing to rip apart. It had no substance. It was Nicolas Cage who didn't speak and animatronic dolls. But this an abomination. that should have never been made or watched. <laughs> This, at least there's something to fucking rip on, but like, not much. <laughs> Just because you produce something bad doesn't mean you only get points because you produce something. That doesn't make it good. Holy
2: <laughs> shit! Kim the Slytherin. I'm every
0: I'm, year. I'm, I'm pretty okay with dying on this hill. In all honesty, I'll die on the hill. That this is a decent movie. Oh to god! about that
3: fight scene that was like twenty minutes of no, wasted that's, time and call this
0: <laughs> a gotta decent go. movie. That's nah. gotta go. But it was. I
3: bet no. I bet it
2: was in his contract. He's like, I'll do the movie, but there has to be at least one major fight in this film. <laughs> that's the only way. Like, it does go
0: on going. forever, though, because I remember going into that this scene for, like, the fourth time and being like, oh, yeah, this is the long fight scene, and a couple of times being like, oh, yeah, it's over now. Oh, fuck, it's not. Oh, it's over now, right? <laughs> oh my God, he's he's, he's throwing him again. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. I, this... isn't it just funny after a while, though? I mm. was laughing
0: the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Aaron was laughing. Of
2: course, Aaron was, was
0: laughing. I was laughing because it was going on <laughs> for too long. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was it was rough. Like, I will admit that it was rough, and that's that's saying a lot. It went on for too long. But, well, it is kind of funny, though, because after the fight's over, they're so swollen and bruised, and they actually do a pretty decent job of, like, putting the makeup on them to make them look like they're swollen and gross. And they're swollen and gross for, like, a good couple of minutes afterwards, once they get along and, like, reserve the room and stuff. And that's... But
1: then they shower and it goes away.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not how being swollen works. <laughs>
2: Put ice on it,
0: and then they also, at some point, be like, "Wow, it's really fucking annoying having to keep sunglasses on these guys." Let's give them contacts that act the same as sunglasses, I know! so we don't have to worry about it anymore. Well,
1: I have a theory that they give them, they give them that so that they can blend in in the fucking place later. Because if also, they had glare. sunglasses on, everyone would be like, "Oh, they're wearing sunglasses. They're evil." But because they had contacts in, nobody could tell that they were on the side of the anti-aliens. So everyone was like, so everyone was like, cool with them. So the best, the friend, I'm not going to say they're best friends. They had a 20 minute fight. Where they decided to... He got the sunglasses on him, and then they reserved a room, and they're like, what do we do next? And oh, the man that leads the whole thing just happens to appear in the hotel room, and he's like, hey, friends. And they're like, oh, hey, that's what we do next. We talk to this guy. And that's one of my major issues with the plot, because why the fuck was that man there? <laughs> and What's you're the- like, oh, look, the leader of this whole movement. Perfect how convenient that you're right here right now so then they go to a meeting (laughs) and then everyone dies (laughs) they get contacts everyone dies except for the two main dudes and then the girl anyone want to throw names in there because I don't remember them
3: Holly it's Holly Holly
1: Holly who looks creepy (laughs) and then Holly appears at the meeting with the sunglasses that's a direct quote. Um, and then everyone dies. Except for them. And so they're like in this shootout with the police. Who are half aliens. And they have a watch. Because when they were at the meeting they got a watch. And they're like oh the fancy watches are how they communicate. So they get like one of those watches. And then they are like it doesn't work. And then they figure out how to make it teleport. On accident. So they figure out how to make the watch work and they like throw it on the ground and then it creates this little section where they can teleport. That's my and they jump favorite. In this
0: hole. That's my favorite is when the little hole is there. That's so it's, ridiculous. It's so, but it's so like, it, they do it so realistic that it's like actually a hole in the ground. Like it's not a shitty effect. It's actually like a hole leading to somewhere else and they just cut to this real life hole. and They're like, we gotta go down there. <laughs> I fucking love it.
2: How did they get the watch? They get it at the meeting that they yeah. go to. Oh, like somebody got one?
1: Yeah, like somebody stole one at some point. It's like, here, here's resources. And so they get like bombs and guns and they get this watch. And the contacts? And the contacts. Got it. Um, so they go in the hole and it takes them to like this underground part of the city, which is where like all the aliens live, kind of. Yes, no, maybe so.
0: No, you're absolutely yeah. right. It's like an okay, underground great. complex.
1: And then they, um, they're like searching around and then they find this like fancy ass party, which they look super out of place, which I'm like, okay, somebody should have been alerted to the fact that they look super <laughs> out of place. You're right. You're but right. their contractor, the guy that's in charge of them at the construction job, shows up and is like oh i didn't know you guys were recruited great glad you're rich now you should have dressed up because then you, you have the money
4: and it, it
0: kind of buys them the way through even though they're totally out of place it's like wow this yes. really is your guys's first meeting huh dumbasses like
1: <laughs> yeah it totally gets them like out of in trouble of like not dressed up so then they get a tour and they take this tour of the whole area and then you see that the aliens can travel to their other planets.
0: They have like a through this
1: satellite. Like a
0: space station s thing where they walk out and teleport to their planet or away from their planet or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's very interesting. And then that's when I figured out that they were aliens. It took me that long. (laughs) Uh, That's
0: interesting. That's interesting because, like, I don't know why I knew they were aliens my first watch through, but I knew, you know. I think it's because I had like some idea of what the movie was about beforehand.
1: Probably because I had no concept of what this movie was about. So then you see that, and then they're like, "Okay, there's like a giant satellite." So then they go to the TV station, Channel 54, and they're like. they tell the guy like oh can you get us into the studio and then the security guards are like yeah show us your ID like your clearance ID or something like that and they're like here it is and then they shoot them (laughs) they do (laughs) that's what happens and then the guy says that line that Aaron likes that I mentioned at the earlier part of the show say it again we all sell out every day but might as well be on the winning team
0: yeah, I think that's an, that's an interesting line coming from, like, their manager, who's clearly not living, like, a g- glamorous life, but is just happy to yeah. be, like, in on what's actually going on. And then it's also really funny that when they grab him and they're threatening his life, they grab him by his beard. They're grabbing him by the scruff <laughs> on his chin and threatening his life, like, without touching his head, actually. They're just grabbing his beard. 100%. I never claim to be classy. That's just what I enjoy. I apologize.
1: <laughs> um. So then they find out, like, at some point they find out that there's a satellite on the roof. And that that's what gives out all of the, like, power to the aliens. So they break into this building. The guy disappears. The constructor, contra- the contractor, disappears. He uses his little watch and, like, disappears in a moment. And then, um, they break into this building and they're, like, running around with these guns and everyone's scared. And then they, um, they, like, run. They finally ask someone, like, how do you get to, um, the roof, and she's like the elevator, and then they run into the stairs, and they take the stairs up. And at some point, they run into Holly.
0: As they 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 tell them to take the stairs, they, they tell them to take the elevator, and they take the stairs as they tell the security guards to take the elevator or to stop the elevator because that's where they told them to go. So it's yeah, like, it's like kind of a funny moment of them being like, take the elevator, and they take the stairs, and they're like, yeah, this could be fine, right?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and then um. They run into Holly, who just happens to be exactly where she should be in the middle of a hallway, even (laughs) though it makes no sense.
0: (laughs) You're absolutely right on that one. one.
1: It's like, it's so impractical for her to be standing there, but she's just standing there. And they're like, Holly, come with us. And then um, Piper goes up the stairs to the roof, and Holly shoots the friend. Frank. Frank.
0: He's David, my boy.
1: Shoots Frank and um kills him and then and you're like oh no holly's evil and then you go upstairs and he's like he piper like calls out and is like frank holly are you guys good and then holly's like i'm good and like it's like clocks her gun or something so he turns around and looks at her and is like oh shit and like she's like, drop your gun. And he drops his gun, but he has a secret gun. And so he reaches in and grabs the secret gun out.
0: <laughs> secret. She's the, the best part is she's it's, it's
4: perfect. It's the best
1: description. You can't display it any more than the secret gun. <laughs> so he pulls out the secret gun and shoots Holly. And there's like helicopters that are like, put your weapon down, and he's like, fuck you. And so he shoots the, um, the machine, the satellite. the satellite, whatever. And then they shoot him, and then he flips them off. <laughs> he dies. And then <laughs> he dies and flips. He them dies off. with, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a montage of you seeing aliens, and they're like red and blue, and you see them in different things. And the last scene you see yes. is this woman. <laughs> I yes. literally said this is what Mo- why Molly likes this movie <laughs> <laughs> the last scene you see is this woman like having sex with this man and you just see her boobs and then she's like watching the screen and there's like the tv's on in the background and she sees someone be an alien on the tv she's like oh my god and then she looks down and the person she's having sex with is an alien and then you end the movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the most abrupt ending and I love it
1: it's so ridiculous.
0: <laughs> There's also a scene right before where they're like watching everything going on at a bar and um the satellite gets destroyed and everyone at the bar is like looking around the room but the guy that's actually an alien that's revealed is like still watching the TV and they're all staring at him. It's just it's good shit. I I love the reveal of everyone being hum- being gross all of a sudden. There's also the newscast that's like delivering the news and then suddenly the satellite gets destroyed and they look alien and there's like a camera guy that's like oh my god you look
4: like shit <laughs>
2: clearly we're all the only ones that like this area. <laughs> I know I know
0: I guess so I I love when they declare the, the, the instead of being like oh they're an alien they're like oh you look like shit
1: <laughs> because they don't look like aliens they just look like skeletons.
2: But they do look like shit. Yeah. Just kidding. The makeup is amazing
1: It really is. No, it it is. really, really is impressive. really good. Like It's really good.
0: It's and this movie has been untouched by remakes, which I think is crazy Because it just has Oh, they such... Can make
4: such like
0: The fact this isn't a CW show is insane to me. <laughs> 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 It'd be so easy. Uh I I I feel it's been respected for some time is it'd be so easy to do a remake of especially in like the trump era
2: there's literally like a poster of trump like as one of them yeah like
0: one of the main
2: there's a point where there's like a president talking and it's like Mm. they're an alien if you literally google they live and scroll down like you'll see fucking trump's the first thing
0: that like comes up almost. Yeah. yeah and
2: did they explain like do some of them turn into aliens, or is it just, like, the aliens are there?
0: There's a couple of They do people... not explain. Yeah, they don't explain, but there are some people that know the aliens are there, but still side with the aliens.
2: Okay, okay. Kim, did you like anything?
3: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, can you name, like, one thing? No. Did
1: you like the makeup?
3: Um...
2: Like, at least the aesthetic of the creatures i
3: mean they had big eyes i guess that was kind of cute <laughs> i just can't believe it's that bad
0: like it's i, I thoroughly don't think it's that bad like i,
3: I mean this
1: is how i felt about chainsaw Basket. okay massacre,
3: so you're, i can't judge you're going too far
1: that's how I felt. You're I think this is more. Hard. I I
0: agree with AJ in some weird way. This yeah. has way more merit structurally
3: as Texas no, it Chainsaw does
0: Massacre. Not. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is about a gross dude that hitchhikes and then leads him to his brother who hasn't left his room in fifty years, who just likes to eat people. Like that's
2: all that is barbecue.
3: I, um, also, there's arguably social comment. We talked about this. There is commentary on like there. Can, it's vegetarianism. Like (laughs) that's definitely (laughs) it, one hundred percent. And I've seen like articles written about it since that talk about how it definitely is like a conversation about vegetarianism or veganism and the meat industry and how people and animals are treated. And it it, it It doesn't—it does it with doing it in a really cool, grimy way. Like there's there's some there's some cool uniqueness and like it's just it's just all grimy and gross and I love that. How are you gonna I, I, how are you gonna sit here and tell me that this is better than Texas Chainsaw the original? I'm how? not saying
0: it's better. I'm saying it has more substance behind it, discussion-wise. But I'm not saying it's better. I'd watch Texas Chainsaw ten times before I'd watch this, but this at least tries to comment on things more than
3: oh, 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 <laughs> the chainsaw. But not everything has to just have commentary. Like like I said, just because it has no! commentary doesn't mean that it's like good.
0: I'm saying the commentary at least gives this movie some sort of substance that it's not for completely forgettable. But this is what this is about is the fact that we just don't agree on most of this shit.
3: I mean, like, if you we were to take that out, this movie has, like, nothing. And, I mean, that makes sense because that's the point of what Carpenter was doing. Like, this movie is built around the fact that he just disliked Reaganomics so much he wanted to make a movie discussing it, essentially, dissing it, And what he saw in society during the 80s and he just wanted to make a movie about that. It's built around the concept. So if you take away any of the commentary, there's really nothing else to stand on. Is it a good alien movie? No. Is it a movie that has really great acting? No. Is it a movie that has characters like Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees that are like iconic and cool? No. So all this movie really has is commentary. Like at least Texas Chainsaw has like a cool character and like really cool, morbid aspects to it that make people like grossed out. Like
0: I just disagree. I think him coming in and saying that he came to chew bubblegum and kick ass is is worth price of admission. Like I think him I think him <laughs> gunning down the aliens and dying and destroying the satellite is 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 worth it. This I might think as well have just been like a diehard.
3: This is like a diehard movie. It's like it's not <laughs>
0: I guess, but Die Hard has nothing besides the guns. Okay. No, it's it's got nothing besides the guns. Like, there's explosions, and I think this movie's 20% explosions, if you really put it (laughs) to it. It tries to stand on its own in a lot of other ways. It's not purely an action movie. If anything, I'd criticize it for not being action-y enough. (laughs) What? yeah it's pretty it's uh, 90% of this movie is conversation bad conversation horrible dialogue I agree it's not enjoyable so I wish it had more action in it but I think that's what it it does better than anything else (laughs) that this is where we are this is this is literally the reasoning for making this show
1: (laughs) here here
2: AJ did you have any other big things you wanted to tackle
1: no, I think I handled everything that I was feeling about this movie. Do we have final thoughts?
0: Uh, give me one second here.
1: I think
2: I like the movie just because it's like accessible. Mm.
1: That's interesting. Expand
2: on that.
0: I think it's fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a mixture. It's like I feel like if I want to show this to my little cousin, because I'm like, hey, you need to be under, like, you need to understand that you're being brainwashed to a bunch of shit. Uh. I'd show him this movie because I feel like it's like a simple way of getting a big point across that like yeah this isn't the end all be all of the you know talking about capitalism and stuff but it can at least plant the seed and like make him question things you know yeah that's fair and it's funny and there's boobs in it I don't
0: (laughs) All right, I'm good to go for final thoughts now
2: um I still don't
1: know if I liked it or if I didn't like it I feel very uh in the middle about this movie um I think it's got some really strong elements, and I think it's got some really lame elements to it. But I feel like I explained that throughout.
0: Uh, I I I, th- I just think it's fun. Like that's for the most part. Like it it's got some political comment- commentary to it, and I don't think it's necessarily the strongest. But I think it's just it, it's fun in some ways, and I love the design of the aliens and the idea of an alien invasion being boring, and it's it's so innate that most of us wouldn't even realize uh, i think it's fun in that way i don't think it's high art or anything uh i i'm a strong believer whatever john carpenter puts out is at least watchable <laughs> but uh
4: yeah
3: can i feel like i've harped way too much on this movie <laughs> if i'm being honest i feel bad i don't really have anything positive to like really say um damn even for the actors shit Um, you know, I guess I can say this, you know, John Carpenter had good intentions with making this movie. And do I think it's better to have a conversation versus not having a conversation about something that's important? You know, of course, I think I'd rather this movie be made. And, you know, it reaches audiences and maybe has some impact on how they see the world. So I guess the intention and the message putting forth or that John Carpenter put forth, I guess is worth the movie being made. um, I'm glad people like it. I mean, as much as I probably don't, For most audiences, I think seeing things like this, seeing the effect it has on like homelessness, police brutality, capitalism, consumer culture, like all that stuff, I think just understanding and having a movie that maybe talks about these concepts that aren't talked about in horror as much, I'm not going to say ever because they are, as much and so in your face, I think really will, you know, impact people and maybe make some people think. So I guess that's one positive I can attribute to this movie. Um, I guess kudos for him for making a movie about something like this. He could have done something spooky and not try to focus on things that were important to him. So, like, good for him for, like, following his passion, I guess. Um, and that's about all I can say that's good about this movie. And again, it's relevant to the, today's climate. I mean, I, I guess that's also a good thing, but also, like, a sad thing. Um, other than that, I... Don't really fuck with this movie too much. I, again, I've already said it, but I guess I'll harp it again. It becomes kind of superficial when you have, like, cheesy dialogue and bad acting and, like, really lame moments. Like, I'm sorry, but the fight was kind of lame. Like, the ending scene was kind of fucking lame to me. (laughs) Like, it, you know, the, the guns were lame to me. Like all the the backtrack of like this like weird background like song almost playing in the background kind of just doesn't it takes away suspense and thrill and makes it just kind of like stagnant and boring and the pacing and the plot is kind of everywhere there's no character development like i'm i'm sorry but there's not really much that i can give as much as i want to because i do think like i said great intentions behind it and like great conversation But I can't give it more than that. I feel like the most I can do is like recommend movies that I think do this better. (laughs) Like it's hard. I really do feel bad because I know people do like this movie a lot. And social commentary and horror I think is it's amazing and it's great and it can be spectacular I'm going to say it because you called it out, but Get Out is a great movie. And I think that movies like that, you know, that are modernized, like Bad Hair and Us and, you know, made by people within communities that in horror are never represented, I think is a good traction that social commentary horror is going towards. And I think I like that even though this movie doesn't do it for me, it was a stepping stone for continuing movies that integrate, conversations about society and really create art and films that really have these big concepts and really put it out there for audiences to consume whether it's accessible or whether it's something a bit more subtle um depends on your taste and what you like and as an audience member and as a viewer i prefer creepy dark artsy fartsy shit so this movie wasn't for me but you know if you're into fun quote unquote funny shit and like guns and stuff and this movie might be something that you like um but it just wasn't for me so sorry john carpenter <laughs> i just feel like it's hard to compare it to
0: get out and stuff when those movies had 30 years of hindsight on them as well
3: yeah but you know, like there's like... the fly there's george romero there's body snatchers there's candy man there's you know there's a lot of movies even if you want to look at oldies if like modern movies aren't really your thing there's like really cool oldie movies that like have context in it. There's even foreign films that have conversations about elitism and classism within different countries. Like there's there's so many movies out there in horror that in my opinion do it really well and can be scary and also can have this kind of commentary in it to dig through. So I mean yeah if modern movies are more your take social commentary horror is still alive and well thankfully. But also, if this movie you like older things, there's other movies that talk about you know conver- feminism, politics, veganism. Like there's movies everywhere in horror. And there's lots of niches and lots of movies that kind of will adapt and will you know kind of adhere to whatever any horror fan kind of is a fan of. So I don't know. I I, I prefer <laughs> I prefer creepy shit. So I'd rather watch a zombie movie about consumerism than this <laughs> personally <laughs> but you know again again it's, it's up to everyone's tastes and what they consider to be entertaining and all of it's valid at the end of the day so i still loved i still love john carpenter just you know for halloween <laughs> just for halloween <sighs> yeah that's about it Oh, <laughs> well,
0: sounds good all right. all right sounds good um join us next week where we watch trolls world tour <laughs> It's been a long Hell time yeah. and I feel like it's it's due like we're, we've avoided Troll's World Tour long enough and it's time to commit to it. But until we watch that cinem- cinematic epic. I've been Aaron.
1: I've been AJ. I'm Kim. I'm Molly. Goodbye. I love you.
0: <laughs> that's how I'm leaving it. That's how I'm leaving it. That's, that's it. That's it. Honestly you can leave you can leave this part too. It's even funnier if you leave that that's it, I'm leaving it. Like that's even better.